0: If you're anything like me, you're not drinking nearly as much water as you should. As much as we want to be healthy, sometimes it's hard to pick up that water bottle full of boring, plain water over and over again. Thankfully, I discovered Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a delicious water additive that has 5 essential vitamins, 3 times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, and hydrates 2 times faster than water alone. I love Liquid IV when I'm traveling because as much as I don't want to use an airplane bathroom, it is so important to stay hydrated when you're flying. Trust me, you'll feel so much better if you do. The packaging is super convenient and you can easily bring your empty water bottle through security, fill it up in the terminal, and add your favorite flavor of liquid IV. I'm obsessed with the new strawberry lemonade flavor right now, but honestly you can't go wrong with any of them. Liquid IV is made with premium ingredients and is also gluten, dairy, and soy-free, which is really such an added bonus. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code judgingyou with no spaces at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code judgingyou with no spaces at liquidiv.com. everybody hello my name is shannon
1: i need a nap i'm Alyssa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> welcome back to another episode of hashtag, hashtag judging, judging you. you but um this week yeah. is the beginning Ooh. of spooktober,
1: spooktober. i very excited
0: for those of you who don't know we are spooky bitches all yeah. year round all
1: year round but you yeah. know
0: in october we take advantage of it
1: according we, to that one tiktok guy that does the birthday songs now I, have you seen him no you haven't seen him? I'm not on TikTok. Okay, well, okay. Well, so he makes, like, jam and music of just, like, it's your birthday, you know, and talks about when your parents banged kind of a thing. And so I was conceived in October, hmm. apparently. No wonder you're so spooky. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to find the song for you. It's great. They're okay. so funny. They're great. Like, I'm sure he spends the whole month writing them, but they're really good. Like, nice. they're really good. Anyway, so... um. Let's start some off with some jokes. Yeah, some start jokes. Start some off. Start some, some off. Some some off. It's some that kind jokes. of jokes. Yeah, because I gotta get all my weird out because we're gonna be talking about something a little serious. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna switch gears a little bit, a little bit. So I gotta okay. get all my weird disrespectfulness out right now. <laughs> okay, so we yeah, got a true crime. So it's right. we got a true. Yeah Okay So So spooky jokes Yes Do you want to go first Um Why do ghosts diet I don't know So they can maintain their ghoulish figures (laughs) That one's a little funny I thought that one was funny You ready for mine Yes
0: Why do people hate vampires Because
1: they suck Yeah Oh yeah (laughs) Dang it (laughs) Sorry (laughs) It's fine.
0: fine Did
1: you find another one if you want to Why does a ghost hate getting caught in the rain? I don't know. It dampens their spirit. Ah, Mm
0: -hmm. What kind of underwear do mummies wear? I don't know. Fruit of the tomb.
1: (laughs) 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 That one's stupidly funny.
0: (laughs) What's it called when a mummy gets in the wrong coffin? Mummies don't go in coffins, you stupid website. They go in
1: sarcophaguses, these
0: dumbasses. Anyway, I don't know. How about a vampire? We'll see that. They call it a grave mistake. Oh. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to put my phone away now, (laughs) because
1: these are worse than normal jokes. (laughs) What position does a ghost play on the soccer field? I thought that was going
0: a very different direction. (laughs) I don't know. Ghoul keeper. Oh, a ghoulie. A ghoulie oh. would have been
1: so much better. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do ghosts like their eggs? I don't know. Terror fried. <laughs> that was cute, actually. Okay. That was so We'll take that one. <laughs> Let's end it on that one. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Alrighty, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. We've got a true crime case. So, and this is one that I heard a few years ago on YouTube myself. mm -hmm. I haven't, like, I hardly ever hear it for the last, like, oh my gosh, like 10 years. Haven't heard anyone really talking about it. And then I fucking was Googling it. So I was trying to look up all the information. And, like, four other podcasters have already done it this year. But I was already halfway through doing it. And I was like, I mean, to be fair, people... Who do true crime podcasts? Yeah. Like,
0: they're gonna go through yeah, it's, everything we cover. You know what it's I mean? True, like, yeah. they, they're digging every week. It's true. At least for one episode a week mm-hmm. to come up with this shit.
1: And, so. and most of the people that were doing the podcast, I'd never even heard of them. Okay. So, like, so, I don't know if you know who Debbie Wolf is. I do not. Okay, good. So, well, sad. I'm sorry. You're about to find out about Debbie. Wolf. Oh, okay. So, yes. I thought that was a podcast. Oh no, or? that's that's this who we're our... finding out about today. Okay. Well, so, Debbie. Yes. We're going to be talking about um the case of Debbie Wolf. Okay. So, yeah. And um basically This one has... Okay, so I've listened to a lot of true crime. It's one of my favorite things to listen to and stuff. It's not like... Because a lot of people are just like, ooh, like the, the disturbing facts of all this stuff. I really enjoy learning a lot about the people that are... Like, that the things happen to as well. Because one of my favorite YouTubers, Stephanie Harlow, she has this whole thing where she's, like, they're not just a victim on a page. Mm -hmm. That, you know, they they were a person that something happened to and stuff. And sadly, I don't know much about Debbie Wolf. Like, there's not a whole lot of information out about her. And I don't know. that It's just for some reason that stuck with me a lot. Her story stuck with me. Because it's... Very frustrating what happened to her. Oh. So, yeah, I I just. <laughs> there's another one I was saying because when I get up to them pearly gates. I know what I'm I've, asking. I've got a list of things yeah. to ask, you know. And So is this unsolved? This is an unsolved case. Ooh. Okay. So, yes. There's, uh, there's this one and I want to do another unsolved case. That one. Is a lot of information, and I don't know if we'd be able to cover it in our like maybe one hour of time that we right. normally and do. It's hard to like so, pick like, and choose what's important mm-hmm, enough. You exactly, know? yeah, yeah. Because like, because like some of the other like true crimers like this is like their full time job, and so they yeah. get to spend all their time and in interviewing parents and all that stuff, and yeah. like which would be so cool to be able to talk to the parents and be able to like learn about the people themselves. Sorry, everyone. That's my dog's pill time. And um, <laughs> it would just be really cool to to be able to talk to them and actually, like, learn more about them. Yeah. And so, as opposed to just, you know, I I don't know. I never want to be that person on a true crime reality show where they're like, oh, she just, like, lit up a room when she walked in. Like, no, I don't. I walk in and a lot of people are like, oh, fuck, she's here. Like, no. I <laughs> no. I walk in the room and I go, the fun has arrived. Duh yeah and they're like yeah listen it has yeah so
0: i think you light up a room thank
1: you you're welcome i don't think my smile does though it's a little crooked so that's okay <laughs> it's fine four years in braces and i was okay with crooked smiles. <laughs> um so yeah but uh, okay let's uh let's jump in so <gasps> I'm sure, actually, quite a few people probably haven't heard of this case because it happened before we were even born. Oh. So, let's see. This is a mystery that has been plaguing Fayetteville, North Carolina oh. for 38 years. Okay. Okay. Deborah Ann Wolfe was born on June 19th of 1957 to Jerry Wolfe and v- Virginia Jenny Edwards. Okay? okay. So, I'll be calling her Jenny throughout All the notes, right? Uh, She had three brothers and she was known to, which I could not find their names, could not find their names anywhere. So, like, I just, I'm just really sad. Like, I know hardly anything about her and stuff. So, but she was known to friends and family and coworkers as Debbie. Uh, At the age of 28, she was living on her own in a log cabin seven miles outside Fayetteville, North Carolina, with her two dogs, Mason and Morgan. Uh, I don't know what kind of dogs they were. Nobody ever says anything about, like, I just don't know anything about her. That's so weird. And I, you know how I'm pretty pro-cop, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. pretty, I'm married to one, you know. I'm disgusted with how the police handled this investigation honestly like i'm it was the 80s you know but that doesn't yeah so yeah so we'll get there so she was working as a nurse at a local veterans hospital uh, and it was in the early stages of a serious relationship with her boyfriend don't know what his name is oh so i couldn't find it anywhere he's not a suspect no oh yeah Um, Debbie had a wonderful relationship with her mother where she would tease her with gifts like hiring a male stripper for her mother's 50th birthday party Uh or for this Christmas gave her a a Christmas of 85, gave her a pair of male and female novelty dolls with all of the parts, Mm. right? And um, that day, Jenny says that um, she watched... Debbie laughing as she walked out the door carrying her own stuffed unicorn that her mother gave her for Christmas, Aww. and that sadly was the last time she saw Debbie alive.
0: Was leaving on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. Yeah. Um, on the day of Debbie's disappearance, Wednesday, December 25th, 1985, she went to work, wished everyone a Merry Christmas, and went about her shift. Mm-hmm. At the end of her day, she just was normal. Everything was normal. Everyone says it was a perfectly normal day. One coworker uh, remembers accidentally bumping into her and spilling coffee on her sleeve. You know, just normal day, right? Okay. At the end of her shift, she went home to her cabin, which was about four miles um Said seven miles from Fayetteville and then four miles here. Mm, I can't remember. I was just, like, looking up information. Anyway, so, but her house was this adorable little cabin that was nestled about 100 yards away from the main road, right? And Debbie loved that it was a quiet, spacious area um, for her and her two spoiled dogs. And it was next to this just pond, you know. Not a a lake, just a pond, okay? And, um... You know, it's it's nice, quiet. It's it's honestly what a lot of people genuinely dream about. That's just that cute cabin where your dogs can run around and you can just, yeah, you know. But that also screams horror movies. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Not exactly the safe place to be. The next morning, though, uh, or no one hears from her that night. And the next morning, December twenty sixth, she did not arrive for her eight a.m. shift at the hospital, which her coworkers were quite worried about, as she never missed work. And they called her many times, but she didn't answer. She worked at a hospital? A veteran's hospital. Oh. They were quite worried as she never missed work and um, never didn't call. Mm -hmm. Kind of, you know, like just if she was going to be late or whatnot. And they called many, many times. And finally, they decided to get a hold of her mother, who was like her next of kin contact. Emergency, yeah. Emergency contact. And Jenny, or to, to get a hold of Jenny, Who was already worried because she also hadn't heard from Debbie like she expected to hear from her the night before. Oh, yeah. She was just hoping that maybe Debbie had gotten sick and forgotten to to call in and tell right. everyone just, that she like, wasn't went well.
0: home straight from work mm-hmm. and fell asleep and, and didn't just feel good didn't and... wake
1: up yeah which some people are like how would you not do that zach slept for two days straight one time because he was so sick and his parents were gone mm-hmm. and it was a good thing i came over and remembered where they put their emergency key i went to check on him because he was not drinking fluids yeah like <laughs> he was not okay and he just literally was like why are you, why are you in my house and i was like are you all right dying. yeah like you're yeah. dying like yeah <laughs> so jenny decided to call a family friend uh kevin gordon i don't know the full relation of who he is to these people other than he's just a family friend okay. so just not so he is i don't know uh, and the two get to debbie's house immediately she knows something is wrong as mason and morgan the dogs were running around the yard um, and there were beer cans scattered amongst the grass oh yeah uh, Debbie was known to keep her home and yard perfectly clean and kept a careful eye on her two dogs as she had that pond that was right there, mm-hmm. you know? And and as far as I was aware, her area wasn't fenced in. Right. Um, So, like, the dogs could have very easily run into the, you know, 100 yards. Can They can run that pretty fast yeah. and get to a street, you know? At this time, it was not reported if Jenny had seen... Debbie's car or not right okay. but she was looking around she didn't see her anywhere outside so she decided to enter Debbie's house and inside they searched the whole house and noticed that there were personal items scattered everywhere and the dogs hadn't been fed which was extremely uncommon as Debbie was you know she was a dog mom that's mm-hmm. who she was you know I think <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I might have heard something about this case actually oh, yeah?
1: I, I, I may have mentioned it a Maybe. little bit Because, like, this is, like, one that has stuck with me for a while. So, I don't know. If you've heard it. I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to, like,
0: ruin it for myself or for others. But I'm interested to see if this is the one I'm thinking of. Okay.
1: Her mother did find Debbie's purse, though, stuffed into the corner of her waterbed as if someone was quickly trying to hide it. Why
0: would someone be hiding her purse? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Okay.
1: Jenny decided to check Debbie's answering machine, hoping for some clue that maybe there had been an emergency and Debbie had just rushed out of the house or something, right. right? But, uh, there was only one voice message on the machine, and it was from an unfamiliar male voice. And I will play that for Ooh, you now. Ooh, recording. Yes. It's not the best audio. I mean, hey, Dave, hey you for your birthday. Uh, just wondering, how you doing? Uh, if you're able to give me
0: a call, here at the ward on the state 227007, or give me a call home tonight, uh,
1: you a lot of days. Maybe we were. We miss the one. Just want to make sure you okay. Bye. Now, um, I don't know if you could hear that entirely well. However, there at the end, he did say you've been missing a lot of days. Just wanted to make sure you didn't miss another one. She was only a few hours late for that shift yeah. by the time Jenny went over to check. And she had worked the day before. Everyone had seen her there so they're not entirely sure what that exactly meant but yeah her mother had no idea who this was okay did not recognize the voice in the slightest i mean
0: would you necessarily recognize if your daughter's, daughter's coworker, yeah, worker yeah, exactly. supervisor
1: or exactly whoever? yeah so she was just like i don't know who this is i don't know who's calling her and stuff right so they decided um, to continue searching the house, maybe hoping for some clues. And they uh, searched the house, the yard, the surrounding area, and the area around the pond. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as they were unable to find any trace of her, they decided to call the police. And Captain Jack Watts brought his bloodhound, don't know the dog's name, um, <laughs> to, to search for her, right? Yeah. And for some reason, he was under the impression that the pair of them on December 26th in north carolina Mm
0: -hmm.
1: had been able to search the pond had been able to go in the pond okay my daughter's been missing for a few hours yeah i totally got my scuba tank gear on and searched the pond so he didn't he didn't bother thinking we should bring anyone to search the pond anything like that but i mean quite a few people though wouldn't I wouldn't immediately be like, Search the pond, you know. I would be like, Okay, well let's see. Maybe she's at the grocery store, maybe she's, you know, in the woods, a little you know, like over here, maybe she's hurt or injured or something, you know, yeah. like so that's why he brought the bloodhound and stuff, right? Oh the pond was like not exactly frozen over, but it was pretty dang close, you yeah, know. Like there were um like like a week later they were talking about how it was frozen over. So yeah. or like to the point where People, you'd have to like break through a little bit of the ice to get through. Like right. it wasn't completely frozen. Solid. You're not walking yeah. across it. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah. No. Watts says that a full search couldn't be enacted until Debbie had been missing for three days. The fuck? Why? Right. Well, it was 1985. Oh my god. And adults can go, uh, come and go as they please. So we still shouldn't do a search, right? I just of listen, some sort, right? I know. I know people can just up and leave their lives if they want to, but they left everything their behind dogs. their dogs yeah. like their cars like their I mean I'm don't know we don't know about the car at that moment but like her purse with all of her money in it yeah that like, makes no sense you know I just yep so no idea and Jenny defeated or had to return home right The next day, Debbie's stepfather goes to her cabin to feed her dogs, and he notices um, something on the kitchen floor. A short-sleeved nurse's uniform that apparently was Jenny's size, and they said that it belonged to Jenny, so I'm guessing it had to have maybe a name sewn on or something, you know, something that said it belonged to Jenny, okay? As well as a pair of pantyhose Mm -hmm. just on the floor of the kitchen. It wasn't sure if Jenny had noticed it there the day before or not. It wasn't mentioned in the police notes or anything, you know, like just nothing about that. Yeah. But the nurse's uniform, like I mentioned before, the day before, her coworker had spilled coffee on the sleeve. Mm. And this uniform on the ground did not have coffee on the sleeve. So they are assuming that this was just a different uniform that she had. And they have no idea what happened to the uniform that she was wearing that day however Mm -hmm. she could have washed that uniform to get the coffee stain out yeah but like that night i don't
0: i guess you could do it
1: immediately (laughs) Mm -hmm. but like i would have been worried about like oh it's gonna stain my because it was they used to wear the white uniforms you know the white but i feel like enough
0: to be like i'm going to wash it and then also dry it and then also discard it on the floor
1: that's weird i know i'm like if anything she probably would have had it soaking you know like so in the washer or or Mm -hmm. something something Yeah. yeah so i'm not sure okay but yeah anyway five days after debbie's disappearance the police finally began a full investigation however they were still assuming that the pond had been searched so they didn't bring any divers the police nor the bloodhounds found any clue to where debbie might have gone to Frustrated, Jenny felt the police should have checked the pond, even if they had assumed that Jenny, or that, that she and Kevin had searched it already, right? That makes zero sense. Right? Like, hey, civilian,
0: you definitely searched this
1: water, right? right? Like, I can, I can kind of see where their thought process is, is just like, why would we assume she's in the water, you know? Yeah. But, like... But don't assume that I checked the water. Exactly. That's the weird thing. That's the weird thing to yeah. me. And, like, nowadays, they probably would have been like, well, did anyone search the pond yet? Like, you know, just, that's a perfect dumping spot. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, you know. So, like, yeah. anyway. So, frustrated that they had not searched it, she hired Kevin and his friend Gordon Childress to search the pond, which both of them have had experience in diving and recovery work. Oh, so, that's convenient. Lucky. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, the search took place on January 1st, 1986, the water was freezing, but almost immediately, something suspicious catches Gordon's eyes. He claims that he sees two sets of footprints indented deep into the pond, or into the the bottom of the pond, as well as some drag marks. Mm. He follows the drag marks about thirty feet away from the bank, where the water reaches just over five feet deep, maybe five and a half feet deep. Okay, okay. which I'm five foot three. Yeah, so like, yeah. Okay, there he finds what Gordon describes as a burn barrel. In his exact words, that's a rusty 55-gallon oil drum type thing with holes in it. Kay? Okay, which, uh, like, they're like this big, you know, like, or, it'd be pretty big. Yeah. yeah, it's 55 gallons. If you, uh, like, if you think of an oil drum, you're thinking of you an think oil think of a barrel. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking of the right thing, okay? Yep. So, inside, tragically, was Debbie's body. Uh, Kevin and Gordon phoned the police to inform them that they had, in fact, found Debbie. And this is where things get odd. Oh, okay. The autopsy was performed by Dr. William Oliver a day after she was found, so January 2nd. And what he found, he was not expecting to find. He assumed that since she had been found in the water, she uh, she would have water in her lungs, indicating she had drowned. But there was only half a teaspoon of water found in her lungs. Hmm. No froth in her airways, and her body was what he described uh, was in a relaxed position with her eyes and her mouth closed. So she was dead before she was put in there. Correct, yeah. Okay. And since when most people down or drown, they die in a panic with their mouths open, or eyes and mouths open, and they tend to be in a struggling position right but as far as they were aware she was just Mm. yeah dr oliver came to the conclusion that debbie's death was not the result of drowning and that there were abrasions on debbie's fingers possibly a sign of her trying to fight off her attackers or her killer or whoever right um but there is uh, no other signs of foul play visible on her skin Uh, The police believe that Debbie must have fallen into the pond on the night of the police. This is the police, okay? Okay. They believe that Debbie must have fallen into the pond on the night of the 25th. However, the coroner says that her body wasn't in the water long enough for that to have been a possibility. And due to the lack of water in her lungs, she had been placed there post-mortem. In fact, Jenny was able to hold an open casket funeral for Debbie, and most people never would have even known she had been in the pond. That's how preserved she was
0: so there were holes in the barrel that allowed the barrel to fill up with water
1: uh no so more than likely they put the holes they like it maybe there were holes in the barrel already or someone put holes in the barrel so that it would sink faster oh, okay so but she was exposed she, to water yes okay um but if she had been in the water for a week she would have been bloated she would have been yeah you know like people go in the water for 24 hours and they come out bloated and stuff yeah. right but they People were saying, like, no. So, they think someone came back and dumped her after. Yeah. Later. Yes. We'll get to that. Okay. Sorry. You're good. (laughs) You're good. Uh, The uh, coroner also discovered that there was no trace of drugs or alcohol in her system. Uh, The final ruling of her death was undetermined. It's also, like, a few years later, there was one police officer who's still investigating this crime, um, he found in the police notes that the coroner had also found semen inside of her and that he had taken a swab. But since DNA testing was not really a thing in the 85 or in 85, um, he had just had the swab like contained. However, the swab has since been lost. Oh, so that's cool. I mean, it was, it was 85. But, but was, still, but still, you have a whole evidence locker right? or whatever. I don't know. I know. Uh, but still. So, um, it, it's highly unlikely that they'll ever be able to find the swab, but if it is ever found, they are excited to try to see if they can test it for any kind of a DNA match. Yeah. So, now again, the police, like, even after the coroner told them this, they still believe that she must have been drinking or playing with her dogs and had fallen into the pond. Perhaps one of her dogs fell in and she went in after it. Something like that, right? Why did they think this? I She was in a barrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she somehow became disoriented and drowned. How would you Shannon uh-huh okay uh-huh. You're, you're about the same height as me five4 yep. right okay? How would you in a pond that maybe the deepest it gets maybe in the middle of the pond? This mm-hmm. is not a very big pond, right? Like honestly, when they said that she was 30 feet from shore, I was like, oh, so she's smack dab in the middle of the pond. Mm-hmm. It might be a tiny bit bigger than that. So maybe maybe seven feet deep maybe in the middle it's seven feet deep mm-hmm. okay 30 feet from shore is five and a half okay
0: yeah
1: how would you become that disoriented that you not only got 30 feet from the shore into the pond. into the pond yeah. but had not been able to just go <sighs> Yeah, yeah, something, okay. something. Not only that, Jenny says that Debbie was an excellent swimmer, and she didn't go near the pond in the wintertime because it's a frozen pond. Yeah, she's not stupid. She's not stupid. She's a a nurse. She yeah. knows what can happen when you put yourself in a cold like you know just and they proved there was no alcohol in exactly, her system right and not only that though if she had fallen in that's what right at the edge of the pond if, is yeah, if she was maybe they found her two three. feet deep she's not a toddler well no but if she if she if she had been drunk or
0: disoriented mm-hmm. and she did fall in and drowned she would have been right there yeah like she would have been four
1: feet offshore mm-hmm. not not 30. 30 feet in a barrel okay (laughs) Okay. just you know Uh i just oh look there's my barrel 30 feet in the water i'll get it yeah no become trapped yep okay not get any water in my lungs we're the only person ever drowned by not doing so like you know (sighs) so also like don't they say that cold water like shocks you awake half the time too so like if she was drunk she would be like whoa like more than likely you know yeah so i just anyway police also claimed that the barrel that uh, Debbie's body was found in never existed I'm sorry what they said that the barrel never existed they claimed that what Gordon must have seen not a barrel sorry was um, the jacket that she was found in must have been ballooned out and looked to him in the murky water to be didn't they pull a barrel out Gordon did what the fuck are the police trying to cover up, right? Well, here's the thing: um, most of the police say they never saw the barrel, right? Okay. However, Gordon, Kevin, Jenny, and one police officer said, "I saw him pull a barrel out of the out of the lake." Out of did the, the barrel the pond. go missing. The barrel did go missing. So, because uh, the police were talking about how there wasn't a barrel, mm-hmm. and Jenny's mother said, or Jenny said, "Yes, there was a barrel." They all went back to Debbie's house to prove whether it was or wasn't there however the barrel was missing what the fuck now the police should have taken it into custody right then yeah because they got her out of the water called the police and pulled the barrel out of the water and the police should have been girl barrel yeah Right, but yeah. they didn't they left the barrel thinking it was insignificant Okay. And uh, still to this day, the police say there was no barrel. We don't know what you're talking about. Okay. (laughs) But Jenny fully believes that this barrel that was right there was the barrel that Debbie used to keep wood or bits of wood in for Mm. her stove outside by the end of the house. And that barrel was missing from the edge of the house. Oh. So. Interesting. There's that for you. Yeah. And Gordon absolutely insists that he pulled the barrel out of the pond and he's like, I know what a barrel looks like. I know what I pulled out of the pond. Yeah, I you know. Didn't pull a jacket. Yeah. With a body in it. I pulled a fifty-five gallon metal fucking rusty barrel out of the pond. Is what he says. Yeah. Right? At which Jenny and another a fucking police officer was like, Yeah, that was a barrel. Like Where's this guy? Right? Bring him back. I know. So I just <laughs> what the I don't know. Hell? Um So thinking perhaps the police were like, okay, maybe there was a barrel and maybe it rolled back into the pond. They decided to drain the pond and they drained it to about two to three feet deep. Okay. Okay. Which in the middle of these seven foot, whatever would have been two to three feet. Okay. And a barrel, even on its side is higher than, you know, like you would notice that in the water. Okay. It was not there. Okay. So the barrel is completely missing. No one has any idea where it is cool. Right. With uh, the pond drain, the police now demand uh, that Gordon show them the footprints and the drag marks that he had seen or that he had claimed to see, which had led him right over to Debbie's body. However, he was unable to locate them again, so the police claim that the footprints and the drag marks never existed. Because, you know, all the people going in and
0: out and dragging an entire barrel and a body out mm-hmm. might have messed that up, Right. but
1: no. No. Or draining the pond, yeah. you know, like just... Like just yeah, anyway. It's fucking swamp mud. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I don't know, right? But without those drag marks, how would Gordon have been able to find her body that quickly? Mm-hmm. So, because he found her within two minutes of diving into the pond. So... That is weird. Yeah. But the police also claimed in their notes that the pond, the bottom of the pond was covered in moss, and any footprints and drag marks would have been apparent immediately. So... I don't know who's telling the truth of what in there, that moment. Shouldn't there also be some sort of
0: disturbance from where the barrel was too? You think? So I'm not sure. Okay, I, don't
1: know. I have no idea about that. Okay. Um. Two months later, Jenny was allowed to examine the clothes that Debbie had been found in, which she says uh, she doesn't recognize any of the clothing, and much of it didn't even fit her. She was found wearing a pair of brown corduroy uh, pants that were too large and the legs were too long and they were unzipped. Mm. She was wearing a bra size 38C and Debbie wore a 34B. The shoes were men's shoes, Nike shoes, size 6, and Debbie wore a woman's size 7. So that's about the three size difference. Okay. Right? That's like me putting on Zach's shoes and stuff. right? Like, also, the shoes had no mud on no mud on them okay and if debbie had fallen into the pond as the police said she would have been stomping around in this mud okay and so jenny asked the uh north carolina state bureau of investigation that's different you know Mm -hmm. she asked them if the shoes had been clean and they said everything you see is how it arrived to us okay so and they said there was no mud on the shoes okay okay Next, the jacket she was wearing was a brand new Regulation Army Field jacket in a size men's small, but it had no name tag on it. Okay. Now, Debbie did own an Army Field jacket. It was a hand-me-down from her older brother, but that was a size large, and it was still hanging in her closet. Okay. So wasn't even the jacket that she owned. Yeah. Okay? She was also wearing a black Pittsburgh Steelers shirt that her mother her boyfriend no one could recognize they were like she's not even a steelers fan like it just we have no idea where that t-shirt could have come from okay and the very last thing she was wearing was a handmade indian necklace with a small pouch and jenny said uh, there was no description other than jenny saying that inside was what she claimed was an evil eye Right? Okay. And an evil eye is one of those, like, it's just a just an eye, right, that most people say are, like, it's a curse and stuff. It's like a wicked thing kind of a thing, right? Okay. Um, and the one YouTuber I was talking, or, like, looking at, um, that I watched this originally from, she says that, because there's no full description of what it really looks like, she says that it could have actually been a hamsa that was, you know, like, the, the, the hand, hand and the eye, eye which yeah. is actually a protection symbol, but it wasn't fully described it just jenny's said it was an evil eye so okay but um no one thought debbie to be a person that practiced any of that kind of stuff don't you don't know? have that wouldn't yeah. have that yeah she she wasn't superstitious in that sense you know so okay Let's see. Also, a family friend who was visiting to feed Debbie's dogs found Debbie's wool hat, apparently one she had worn quite a few times, on the opposite side of the shore from Debbie's house and says that the pond at that point had been too frozen over for it to have, like, wafted its way over. Mm. So it might have been dropped on that side. Nobody's entirely sure. But she says, I found this wool hat because I was out taking care of the dogs. So, also, Debbie's car eventually was noticed to be parked in front of the house. However, it was parked um, in a way that wasn't normal for it to be parked. Normally, most people park their car in the same way when they right. come home, right? And the and since Debbie was, you know, five foot three, she would have had the seat pulled all the way forward so that she could drive. Mm-hmm. This seat was pushed all the way back. As if someone with longer legs had been driving it. And we're not suspicious of the boyfriend at all? No. He apparently had full alibi. Like, no one was suspicious of him in the slightest. Hmm. The police found that the voicemail was left by a man. And now I saw this, okay, on one site that was saying it was this way. Another site was saying that this was a little bit different, okay? Okay. So, um, I'm going to go with the one who did a lot more investigating. But I'll tell you kind of what they had said. Yeah. Okay. So... Police found that the voicemail was left by a man who volunteered at the hospital, and he was in charge of coordinating the volunteers and had taken a special interest in Debbie. When he had expressed his interest in becoming more than just friends, she politely turned him down, stating that she had a boyfriend, and he seemed to have taken it quite well. Hmm. Right? Um, Police said they investigated him, and they cleared him. They said they have no reason to believe that he had anything to do with her disappearance. Okay. Okay. Um, Now, Debbie had also gained the attention of another man um, who worked at the hospital um, who was more persistent with his advances and wouldn't take no for an answer, even though she had told him multiple times that she had a boyfriend. Um, she had told her family and friends that he had made her feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it was the 80s and like anyone's going to do shit about that in the 80s, you know? Like anyone's going to do shit about it at right. all, ever, period. But <laughs> right. whatever. Uh, he was also intervi- uh, interviewed by the police and seemed to have had an alibi. However, he refused to take a polygraph and without much evidence against him, the police were forced to release him, which he promptly skipped town and apparently moved out of state. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now, the other website that I was reading said that the man who left the voicemail was the one who skipped town and left Mm -hmm. state. So, I don't know entirely which is true. And it could possibly be that it was mistaken for either way um, because uh, both men's identities were kept quiet by the police. No one knows who they were. Okay. So, there were a couple of theories, like a good handful of theories, that were thought of what happened to jenny okay Mm -hmm. the first or not jenny what happened to debbie yes um the police is bullcrap theories that she hit her head and fell in the pond but my other question here for that is as far as i'm aware the coroner didn't find that she had hit her head that's what i'm confused about is like how the fuck did she die mm mm-hmm Why do we not know that? I have a horrible theory that I'll get to when we get to that. So, like, I just... It'd be horrible for me, though. So, Jenny thinks that Debbie was being stalked by one or both of these men from the hospital Mm -hmm. and that that one or both ambushed her while she was at her home where they had taken her hostage, raped, killed, redressed her, and transported her back to her house after she had been reported missing. Mm-hmm that the police didn't agree with and whatever and one of the or the man who left the voicemail was possibly trying to cover his tracks hoping that people wouldn't have gone looking for her immediately right you know because some people are like no like, I oh, not hey you're not oh you didn't even shop today that's yeah, so weird I haven't weird. Seen you for a couple of days hope yeah. you're okay and I and some people think that he was hoping that she Um, or that his voicemail wouldn't have been heard because they didn't keep track of dates, the old voicemails. They were just the old voicemails, you know? And um, some people think that he was just trying to cover his tracks and hope that he was like, oh, I haven't seen you in a few days and stuff. But because Jenny's mother was a loving, caring mother and immediately went to find out where her daughter was and why she missed work. Yeah. You know, had kind of fumbled that for him, sort of a thing. But so... Yes, Uh, but she believes that they had taken her back, dumped her in the pond. A private detective was hired. I forgot to write down the newspaper that hired him, but they hired him to investigate the story as well to see what was going on. And he, his name was Robert Fresco, agrees with this conclusion and thinks that Debbie had been abducted in her own vehicle. So he Mm. fully believes that someone had come to her house, ambushed her while she was there. Took her into her own car and left. And that's why her car was parked in an odd way and why the, the seat, seat was, was different.
0: Yeah, I don't understand how the mom wouldn't have noticed the car being gone.
1: It was not reported if she had noticed it or hadn't noticed it. Like, there's just no notes about that. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, Jenny died in 2002, so no one can ask her. But yeah, I'm like, you'd think though that a mother would have. Well her car's here, you exactly. know. Like so where is she? So where is she?
0: But if or if the, the car is gone, so maybe oh, she Oh yeah,
1: maybe she's, you know, maybe maybe she's in town to or something. The store, yeah. She, yeah, exactly. But okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um so that's one of the questions I'm going to ask when I get up there, yep. you know? So uh some armchair detectives, I was reading a bunch of the notes of this one or the comments of this one website and a bunch of people had their own theories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um some believe that Gordon I'm not saying anything. This is all allegedly. This is what some people think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gordon believes, uh, or that they believe that Gordon um, had been responsible for her demise. Mm -hmm. And that's why he was able to find the barrel so quickly of where she was, even with the police claiming that there was moss on the ground and whatnot. My thing for that, though, is that even still, he would have had to have drug her body out It's a barrel with a body in it. Yeah. You're not just hoisting that thing up. Like, I don't care. Zach is pretty strong. He would struggle carrying a 55-pound barrel and me. Body and water. Yeah. Yeah. Inside of it. Yeah, no. Yeah. He would have been leaving. Like, he couldn't swim and not leave track marks on the bottom. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Personally, I believe that the police were looking in the wrong spot and so they just hadn't been able to find the same spot of where yeah her body had been i was gonna
0: say like otherwise it seems like a very like john ramsey being like oh i walked in and i found her immediately Mm -hmm. like it's (laughs) the same kind of feeling right
1: exactly so that's why some people think that gordon had something to do with it yeah also he's the one that when he found the barrel and drug it out thought well i'll just leave it here and not worry about the police coming back for it because they could find some evidence of something. My thing, though, is that it had been sitting there for who knows how long, okay, maybe a day or two. I'm assuming that it was maybe a day, okay, because, you know, she wasn't in the water for long enough, was not in the water for long enough. So who knows if she died the day that she went missing or she had been kept alive for a couple of days and then killed and then put in the barrel and stuff, right? Yeah. So... Who knows about that? But there are some people that think that he may have had something to do with it, and then he returned to pick up the barrel, knowing that no one would be there, kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. And and took it and disposed of it somewhere, right?
0: That would that would suck so much. <sighs> right. If the first person you think to call to help you was the person who did it. Exactly, right? Ugh, right. that gives me the little... Yep. Don't like it.
1: Nope. <laughs> Others believe that it could have been someone who was involved with the police, and that's why the barrel went missing, and that's why the police were keeping it all hush-hush. Uh-huh. So, I have a couple of random theories about this, okay? Okay. One is that it was the 80s, Mm -hmm. okay, and in the 80s killers were just kind of roaming the country yeah you know they were just doing whatever they wanted to do driving down roads and stuff and maybe someone had seen Debbie driving by herself watched her drive off the main road a hundred yards to her house Mm -hmm. and decided I'm gonna follow after her
0: yeah you know this young vulnerable girl who lives alone and yeah
1: yep and that could explain, like, that maybe they had attacked her um, in her home. They had followed her in and attacked her. And that's why things were strewn all about, right? Mm-hmm. And then it had been, maybe she was being held, at, like, bound and whatnot. And they were just outside drinking, tossing beer cans and everything. And then they popped her in her car and drove her away, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, hurt her and, and brought her back Right, kind of thing, right? My thing, though, is that they did not know how she died, okay? Mm-hmm. And there's... The only injury she had was on her fingers. Mm -hmm. And I'm concerned that she was held somewhere where there was no oxygen. Oh. So perhaps she had been put in a box and she had been trying to, like, get her way out. Um, But, but like, at that point, you're like, your nails are, like, ripped apart, mm -hmm. you know, usually, I guess. But there was just, I mean, unless she had already, like, she had been slightly unconscious and then woke up or whatever. I'm not sure. You yeah. know? And that's just a horrible thought that I had because, like, when you suffocate, you don't... It, it, strangulation is a little different. There's strangulation marks. There's, like, you know... Mm-hmm. But when you suffocate... You just kind of shut down. You just kind of shut down. Yeah. So... Ooh. Yeah. So, Ooh. I'm like... I Because they have no way of knowing. She had no other marks on her body. That's so weird. No drugs in her system. Yeah. Right? So, and, like... <sighs> I have Nothing. no idea. Yeah, she—if she'd been electrocuted, they would have known. They would have seen that. You can see electrocution marks. You know, if she'd been stabbed, she'd have been stabbed. Like, yeah. And if she'd Just been any strangled. Kind of
0: contusion or anything, yeah, there would mm-hmm. be signs. Exactly.
1: But if it was a nurse from the hospital, if it was one of the volunteers, they would more than likely know how to do an air embolism on somebody. And a coroner who might not have noticed a body who'd been in the water for maybe twenty-four plus hours would have seen a, a, an exposed vein or something like that, you know? Yeah. So, mm. I don't know. Mm. But I think, sadly, I think she had suffocated. Sad. Yeah. It could have also been someone was holding a pillow over her face and she was trying to get them off of her and stuff, you yeah, know? Yeah,
0: but usually with that, you have, like, fibers in your mouth or mm. in your throat or in your lungs and it didn't seem like...
1: Which could have, the case. you know, she'd been put in the water, so perhaps, maybe, you know, I don't know. But... um Yes, there's... I don't know. There's just a lot of that. Like, it really could have been a random person. It could have... More than likely was someone she knew. Yeah. Um, and uh, my super sus decision is that it was the guy that was like, you know, hey, be my, be my girlfriend. No, that's too damn bad. I guess I'll leave if I town. I can have you,
0: nobody can.
1: Yeah, kind of a thing. But as far as I'm aware, like, no one suspected the boyfriend. The police had no reason to believe that he had any involvement. Like... Mm. So I'm not entirely. He's sure. He's just weirdly uninvolved. Yeah, you know, like yeah, there's really not much about him yeah. and stuff. So like, I don't know, I hardly know anything other than she had a boyfriend. So like, yeah. like you would think that she had maybe
0: spent time with him on Christmas Day because mm-hmm. yeah, they I'm not are sure. in a relationship. I don't,
1: I don't, I don't know where he worked. I don't know if it was like, like he wasn't able to do so or whatever. I have no idea. I like know nothing about him. So mm-hmm. yeah, there really is like not a lot of information on her life. So. That's the sucky thing. Um, But, yeah, the only thing that we know for certain is that Debbie's body clearly couldn't have been in the pond when Jenny went looking for her. And this person must have known that uh, when it was safe to return uh, Debbie's body to her home and hide it in the barrel. And also when it would be safe to return and steal the barrel. So it's just, that's the suckiest part. And then her mom died not knowing what happened to her daughter. That sucks. So her three brothers have no idea what happened to their sister. Like...
0: That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't
1: like it. I know. Ugh. And it's just, it's just so weird because it's like... And, and you think maybe if the police had handled it in a different situation, maybe we would have known. Because there's always people that talk all the time like, oh, the police handled this so shittily and that's why it just, it, we don't know what happened to it. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. But there are plenty where police did everything correct and they still don't know. Yeah. And there are plenty that the police did everything correct and they figured out who it was and they caught the bad guy. and No one wants to talk about those. Yeah. But yeah, I just... I I feel so bad for her family. Like this it's very much one that like when people talk about like true crime, I'm like, "Oh yeah, Debbie Wolf." Wow. Yeah. Like that's what, yeah, you know, want like an the, unsolved case, there it is. There, yeah, yeah, like I just Oh my cause god. Cuz it's just so weird. Everything about it is so weird. She goes missing. They have no idea where she is, and suddenly she's found in a pond? Yeah. Like in in the in her pond days after she was missing and clearly hadn't been in there the entire time. So where was she? Yeah for that time that she was missing. And how did she die? And it just feels it feels like to me
0: that someone planned this in advance, mm-hmm. especially with like the clothing that she was wearing, if it really was all brand new. Like it seems like they went out of their way to get these things,
1: mm-hmm. especially the, the bra, like that's yeah. That's bizarre to me, yeah. you know. So...
0: Like, why was she not just wearing her clothing?
1: Yeah. Like, her own clothing.
0: I guess DNA. But you would think his DNA would still be on the new clothing, Mm
1: because they had to handle her in some way. Right. So... And that's another... I just thought of it, too, is that if the police had assumed that they had already searched the pond, then someone would have thought, if I dump her body in the pond, they'll never find her. Hmm. So someone could have known... That The police thought that, the, like, so it could have been someone that was involved in the police. Yeah. So. It just feels it
0: just, weirdly yucky. Mm-hmm. But it all does. All of does. it's just so yucky. Like yeah. Yep. This was the one that I thought it was, but I didn't oh, yeah. know all the details. Oh, okay. So that's, it's still. Where'd really you hear cool. it from? I don't remember. I don't, I remember the bra being not the right size and the nurse's uniform that I thought what I heard was that
1: it wasn't her uniform. Oh, I I don't know. But it's just the one that I heard was that it was hers. But it wasn't the one she had been wearing that day. So, like, I don't know.
0: But, yeah, I don't, I have no idea where I I even heard that. But, yeah, I didn't know all of the, Mm -hmm. all of the details, so. But,
1: yeah, that's, that's the most I was able to find about it and stuff. So, like, I just. Sad. This one hurts me a lot because it's just, for no reason, for no reason, other than probably her saying I have a boyfriend. Exactly. That's what
0: is the shittiest part, Mm -hmm. really, if that's the case. If that's the case, yeah.
1: And that happens all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not gonna talk about it because yeah. people are just crazy. Man. Yeah, so. people in general. It's yeah. true.
1: You need to learn no means no. Yeah. So except now there's fucking girls on the internet that are all pissy and stuff. They're like, oh, you tell a guy no once and he doesn't keep chasing after you. And I'm like, this is what that's why you
0: wanted the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And now
1: you're mad because you're like, oh, he just won't fight for me. Fuck off. Yeah. Like
0: fuck no. off. <laughs> there's a difference, people.
1: Right. The beer cans
0: are weird, too. Mm-hmm. I don't understand Yeah, that's, that.
1: like, there's just uh, quite a few of these just, like, weirdly placed things. And, like, her, the wallet being shoved down yeah. in the bed. And, like... And and some of her items being strewn around the house. So, to me, that means that there had been a struggle in her home. And maybe she thought she was being robbed. So, she quickly hid her purse. Mm. And then had been taken. And yeah. sent, Right? Like, that's... You know, maybe she just thought, he's trying to steal my stuff. Yeah. So, I'm going to hide my purse so that he can't steal my money and everything. But he wanted her instead of the money. Yeah, kind right. of You know. He, she, me, Wombo, Whoever yeah. it was that had hurt her. But yeah. yeah. And like,
0: there's part of me that was like, maybe she had someone over and that's why there were beer cans but she didn't drink any of the beer mm-hmm. so that's weird and there that's were weird. multiple cans yeah, just strewn
1: just thrown out in the yard and stuff that's which weird. I mean it could have been maybe they were like stacked sitting on one plate and the dogs had been running around and knocked them over that's a possibility sure. my dogs love chasing bottles <laughs> so maybe they were bored out of their mind yeah. and chasing bottle or chasing the cans around the yard I don't know Yeah, but yeah, yeah
0: that's a good one to ask because mm-hmm. we will literally never know right that's awful. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like that was a good one to start off spooky season. Yeah. Because what's spookier than the unknown? Like yeah, I just like the worst of the unknown. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. I know.
1: And I'm way more of a person that like I like to know what happens to people. But cases like this, I feel like, are really important because if anyone could have known, you know, like if your grandpa was on his deathbed and be like, "I murdered a woman," you know, like yeah. y- it could have been, you know, just. Yeah. She would have been in her 50s now, I think. So, just about, right? Well, no, no. 60? When was she born? Uh, she was 28 when she went missing. In the 80s. She would have been 66. She would have been... No, she would have been my dad's age, because wow. my dad was born in 57. Wow. So, oh no, was he? Now I'm second-guessing myself, but year <laughs> my dad was born. Anyway, <laughs> but she would have been in her 60s. Dad. Yep. She could have been a grandma. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep, she could have been telling stories of, oh, I was a nurse at a veterans hospital and everything. Yep.
0: Then someone had to go along and ruin it. Yep.
1: So, basically, <sighs> stay vigilant, everyone.
0: Yep. Don't be afraid to own a pew-pew. Well, thanks for, for bringing that to our yeah. attention.
1: So, I just, it was, it was fun trying my best to learn about Debbie's life and stuff. I liked hearing that she was a big, like, jokester, really playful and everything. And there's, um, let me see so i can show you what she looks like well let me zoom but that's debbie in her nurse's uniform and this is the one photograph they took in the pond i don't know what any of that is in the pond yeah i don't know so did they pull her body out in the water i'm guessing that that was her foot
0: yeah so those don't look like brand new sneakers though Mm -hmm.
1: what
0: but yep but yep Well, guys, if you have any thoughts about this uh, this case, if you've heard any other information or yes. any you know any other parts of the story that we might be missing, but mm-hmm. I'm sure you did a ton of research. I, so the, the sad
1: thing is that there's, there's just not, not a lot not out a lot. there. Yeah. But. Like, basically, what everyone talks about is the same thing everyone talks about because yeah. it's all there is out there. Yeah. And um, and that's, like, the most frustrating thing is, is that no one's been able to really find anything new except for the one detective was able to figure out years later that there had been a semen sample of some kind. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, why that's not in reports somewhere, that's important.
1: Mm-hmm. That's very important. Right. Because just, they could have tested it against like the boyfriend at least. Yeah. Well, not in the '80s, but I mean, it, they could have tried for a blood typing. They didn't all, have so. any kind of DNA testing not in the really. '80s. No, they just mo- like they just had blood typing.
0: That was it. Wow. Yeah. We've come so far. We've come so far. <laughs>
1: so that's my story and I hope all of you guys like I don't know if if Debbie's gonna like strike you the way she like strikes me and stuff but like yeah when I think of true crime cases I think of mostly it comes straight to Debbie like I just I don't know why it's one of the things that I think of first and stuff um of course obviously John Benny Ramsey and and whatnot as well but like yeah that's that's a big name brand or not name brand but you know she's a big name she was huge she was everywhere You know, and just... Not a lot of people know about little Debbie. Nope. Yeah. And and that hurts my heart, so... But uh, I hope you enjoyed the information that we did.
0: And... First episode of Spooktober. Spooktober! And uh, look forward to more spooky stuff in the coming weeks. Yeah! And uh, I guess that's it for this week. We love you.
1: Have Have a a great great time. time. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Let us know what you think by leaving a comment or sending us an email at bmoviebashpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
0: You can listen to our episodes on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and Audible,
1: or you can find the video versions on our YouTube channel. If you want to support the podcast, you can find our coffee link on our Anchor page. Make sure to like, subscribe, and tell your friends!
0: Have you been wanting to make your personal care routine more eco-conscious? Well, allow me to introduce you to Wild. Wild is a natural deodorant that actually works and is great for both your body and the planet. Wild is made from natural ingredients, is vegan and cruelty-free, and doesn't have things like aluminum, parabens, or harsh chemicals that can irritate your skin. Wild is actually made with bamboo. Seriously, what can't bamboo do at this point? And ingredients that you'll recognize, like shea butter and baking soda. My favorite part about Wild is the fully sustainable design. When you first order your deodorant, you'll get to pick out a cute aluminum case and after that you order refills to go inside. I have the aqua colored case right now. For those of you who know me personally, of course I chose the aqua case, but they have a ton of different colors you can choose from. They even have patterned cases, including a limited edition one right now with little wiener dogs on it that is super adorable. They have lots of great scents like mint and eucalyptus or coconut dreams and they even have a little mini sample pack of deodorant that you can order so you can try different scents before committing to one. If wild deodorant sounds like something you might want to try, then go wild today with a special discount of 25% off your first order when you use code JUDGINGYOU at checkout. Go to wearewild.com
1: and use code JUDGINGYOU at checkout. Enjoy!